Today, because of social media, we can instantly share our lives. We can laugh at funny posts, find interesting people to follow, and meet other people that like the same things we do. But what do we do when likes and follows are not enough? When scrolling doesn't satisfy? Sometimes we can have connected accounts and disconnected lives. So instead of scrolling, working, or shopping more, reach out and reconnect. Find a friend and be a friend. Someone needs your handshake, hug, and smile. Think different. Life is better with friends. Well, today we're starting a brand new series entitled Think Different. Because in order for us to live different, we have to be willing to change how we are thinking. I truly believe that through this series, God wants to give us new thoughts so that we can have a new future. And this entire series is focused on how we think about connection, how we think about the relationships that we have and the relationships that God has for us and that he wants us to step into in the future. Often what happens in life is that we walk through life on autopilot. We make the same decisions. We make the same uh, uh, focus in our life. We make decisions based on old patterns. But I believe God wants to give us new thinking software. He wants us to change how we think so that we can change how we live. I've seen in God's word that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. And if we're willing to adopt his mindset, we can move forward. I don't know about you, but I want the thoughts and the mind of Christ. I want to know what he knows. I want to step into the thing that he has for me. And I believe that he wants to do the same for you. But what we need to do is we need to allow him to change our thinking so then he can change our future. There's this concept in psychology called habituation. And basically what it means is that our thoughts produce actions and then those actions reinforce our thoughts. And then those thoughts become patterns, they become habits, they become beliefs, they become our lifestyle and then that leads us to the destiny of those actions. Let me give you some examples of some habituation in our life. Have you ever driven home from work and you don't remember how you got home? That's habituation. If you notice, many of you are sitting in the same spot. You always sit right here at church. You sit at the same spot at the table. You sit at the same spot when you go to the movie theater. You even say, I love you to your boss when you hang up the phone because that's just what you do. You know, you've done it before. That's habituation. But over the past few years, what's happened is we've been habituated out of connection. We've, we've gotten into the habit of not connecting with others. They've been saying for months and years, social distance, social distance, social distance. But social distancing has become social disconnection. And it's even become spiritual disconnection. And I think God wants us to think differently about how we connect and how we connect not only to him, but also how we connect to one another. I believe God wants us to move forward and connect with others. Many of us, what we have is we are overworked and underconnected. We have connected accounts, but we have disconnected lives. And I believe God wants us to change our thinking so that we can change our future. He wants us to connect with one another. 
so that we can thrive, so that we can move forward. Ladies, you heard Pastor Danae mention about Thrive. You may feel like you're disconnected today, but there is a lady that you're going to meet at Thrive who's going to encourage you, who's going to give you her number, and she's going to say, text me whenever so that I can encourage you when life gets difficult. If you find yourself, ladies, in a place where you're disconnected from God and from other people, Thrive is the place for you to be. God has ordained this moment, and he has something special he wants to deposit in your life and in your heart. Many of us, we've gotten out of the habit of connecting. We've forgotten how to connect. But I want to pose this question. What if your life could be better? Would you want it? What if the next connection is better than you think? Hey, single guys, what if the next conversation you have with a young lady ends up being the lady that you're intended to marry? What if, sir, you, you can meet a guy who loves football just like you and, and he ends up being your best friend for years to come? What if the next connection could change your life? I believe that that's what God ordains and that's what he expects of us and that's what he intends for us to experience. For you see, the best place to find friends is at church. Why? Because they have Jesus living on the inside of them. And when they speak, they speak hope and they speak life. Many of us, we are under-encouraged. We are discouraged by life and by the enemy. And so the solution isn't to work more, it's to connect more. We need to allow God to influence our life and to help us move forward. One thought I want to offer to you is simply this. Stop scrolling and start connecting. Stop scrolling and start connecting. Many of us, we live lives where we're just constantly scrolling. We're looking for something to help us out on the inside. And social media and online is optimized to help you feel good but not have a good life. And here's what I mean. When you're scrolling, there are feel-good chemicals that get released in your mind. It's called dopamine. And it makes you feel great. But the only time the chemicals that make you feel good when it comes to actual connection, which are oxytocin and vasopressin. The only time those are actually released is when we have conversations with people in real life. Why? Because screens can't comfort us. They're great for emojis and they're great for memes, but they're not great for connection. It's great for content, but connection happens in real life. And God intends for us to be connected. We need hugs, we need handshakes, we need high fives. We need people who can talk to us face to face and encourage us. And I just believe that God intends for this church and this body to be connected. Don't leave here disconnected. Be willing to lean in. That's the whole purpose of this entire series is to help us renew our mind and think different about connection. In fact, that's the reason why I've titled today's message, Life is Better with Friends. Say better. Life is better with friends. Our best friends should be Jesus, but then our next best friends should be people who love Jesus. Why? Because people who have Jesus in their heart will speak life, they'll speak hope, they'll speak encouragement. They'll give you what you need. Why? Because God knows what you need, and they will say what you need. They will act in ways that you need. They'll give you exactly what God intends for you to receive through them. We all need friends who come alongside us to encourage us. Fortunately for us, God gives us his word that has timeless truth to help us advance. And so today I want to invite you to join me in Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at the story of the first church in the first century. 
Now let me give you a little bit of context about Acts chapter 2, what's happening. Jesus has died and he's resurrected and now he's gone back up to heaven to be with the Father God. And then there's these disciples who wait. They receive the infilling of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit descends upon them. And because they preach the gospel, 3,000 people are added to their church in one day. Imagine that, 3,000 people, wow. But God, what he needed to do is he needed to take this group of people, this crowd of people, and turn them into a community. And what he does is he gives those first disciples, which are also called apostles, wisdom about how to create community, how to turn a group of people into a family, into a group of friendships. And so we're going to look at this passage to help us out. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 and 43. Let's look at the word of God together. It says this, They, the early believers, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Those are the leaders of the early church. And to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Now watch this. Because they did those things, watch what happens in verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. I actually believe that a better translation for this verse would be, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs God performed through the apostles. I believe God has a miracle for you and I today. So I want you to set your heart with expectation for the miracle God wants to give you. And that miracle may have a name, a first name and a last name. It may be, may be a person. God intends for us to think different. He gives us his word. And if we choose to follow it, we can advance. So today I want to share with you a couple ways for us to really find a better life through friendships. The first way is let Jesus influence your friendships. Let Jesus influence your friendships. Say influence. We need to let Jesus have the first say and the last say in our relationships. Many of us, if we're honest, we've dated some people in the past who weren't great for us. You know that one song that says, I thank God for unanswered prayers? Some of us, we're, we're singing that prayer, we're saying, God, thank you that that person, I didn't end up marrying them. We need to allow God to influence, have the first say and the last say in our relationship. And the truth is, is that Jesus cares about our connections more than we do. We need to allow him to influence us because friendships shape our future. Friendships, they shape our future. Someone once said that we are the average of the five people we are closest to. So think about your circle. Who's in your inner circle? Who are the people that you rely on? Where is their life headed? What are they devoted to? Are they devoted to money, success, and fame? Are they devoted to the trappings of life? Are they more focused on getting a Tesla than they are about spending time in God's word? What are they focused on? What are they devoted on? Is their life encouraging you and motivating you to follow Jesus or not? If not, allow Jesus to influence your friendships. Now, don't get rid of those people if they're not following Jesus but allow Jesus to be in you and allow Jesus to influence them through your life. Don't allow their life to influence you. Because devotion determines direction. We need to look at what our friends are devoted to. I want to suggest to you that the best friends to have are people who are devoted to God, family, and to serving others. Because I believe that's at the heart of God. 
Let Jesus influence your friendships. In fact, this is what the early church does. This is what they do. Look at verses. Look at verse 42. It says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were devoted to one another. That means there was a closeness. There were, that means that there was a commitment. They were not only committed to one another, but they were also committed to the apostles' teaching. And what were the apostles' teaching? They were teaching the stories and the truths that Jesus had spoken to them. They took those stories and those parables and those miracles and they communicated it to others. And they said, be willing to follow Jesus. Be willing to do life right. Be willing to obey him. I've discovered in my life that the people who love me best are the people who love Jesus. Why? Because they live and they love and they sound like Jesus. So find a friend who follows Jesus. What you'll discover is that friends who know Jesus will strengthen your faith. Friends who really truly have a relationship with Jesus, they'll strengthen your faith. You'll discover that they are trustworthy, that they are reliable, that they'll keep a confidence, that they won't gossip about you, that they won't backstab you, that they won't manipulate you, that they won't take advantage of you, that they will love you, but they will also love you enough to tell you the truth. But they'll tell you the truth in love. The word of God says that the wounds of a friend are better than the kisses of an enemy. And what that means is they're willing to say, I love you enough to tell you that the way your life is aligned is not going to get you to the purpose that God intends. They'll love you and they'll celebrate you when life is good, but they're also willing to say, this part of your life doesn't align with God's word. And they'll call us on it. They'll tell us, align your life with Jesus. Follow him. Those are the friends we need in life. We need friends who know Jesus that are going to help us. And I just want to say to those of you who are here, Sometimes we, we, we have been wounded by the church or wounded by other people who, who say that they follow Jesus. I want to reassure you that anytime someone wounds you out of their own humanity, they're not representing Jesus. Here's what I mean. That when someone loves you and they're willing to speak to you like Jesus, you'll feel encouraged. They might correct you, but you'll sense that they have your best interests in mind. Oftentimes, that's what holds us back. We've been wounded by other people. But in those moments, they didn't represent Jesus. They represented themselves. The only time we get to actually represent Jesus is when we live like him, when we love like him, and when we speak like him. So find people who speak in that manner to you. The second way to find a better life through friendships is to understand that prayer activates hope. Say activates. Prayer activates hope. It activates hope in our life. And in life, we need hope. We need hope in our career. We need hope in our home life. We need hope in, in our job. But I think most importantly, we need hope in relationships. Because relationships are great when they're going great, but they're hard when it's going hard. Why? Because we're involved in relationship with imperfect people. So for those of you who are brand new, I need you to know that this church isn't perfect because we're imperfect people. The only person who's perfect is Jesus, and we're seeking to follow him so that we can be more like him. But I want to reassure you that all of us are imperfect, but God invites us to come and engage in relationship and be more like him. We need hope when our heart hurts. 
I know some of you who are here, you are hurting in your hearts because you're not in a relationship. Maybe you're divorced and you want to be married. Maybe you're single and you want to be married. Maybe you're dating and it's been six years and you're saying, hey, I want to get married. Guys, I want to tell you, that lady that's right beside you, that's been with you for six years, she says it's all right that you're not married, but I'm going to tell you, she wants to be married and she wants to be married to you. She wants you to be her boo. Put a ring on it. Give her your heart. Give her your last name. And I'm going to say, ladies, if he's not willing to do that, then it might be time to walk away. So, guys, if she's the one for you, make, make the decision to commit to her. And all the ladies said, amen. Amen. Trying to help you guys out. We need hope when our heart hurts. There are moments in life when, heart, when our hearts hurt. Single mom, single dad, I know some of you are walking through and you're parenting on your own and you don't have support. Let God be the spouse and the help that you need, but also find other friends who can encourage you. Mom or dad, I know some of you are hurting in your heart because your child is away from God. Allow God to work in your heart. Allow him to lead you. Be willing to pray for them. Pray that God would reach them. Pray that God would lead them back to them. To, to the Lord. Be willing to pray. Don't criticize. Be willing to pray. Why? Because prayer activates hope. I've also discovered that prayer works when relationships don't. Prayer works when relationships don't. God has the ability to realign our life. I know some of you are feeling hurt in your marriage because the person you married is not the same person they are today. I'm here to tell you, the person you're married to today is not the same person that you married 10, 15, 20 years ago. They know you're different, and you know they're different. Sometimes it's for better, and sometimes it's for worse. We need to be willing to lean into that. I know some of you wake up, and, and then you wake up in the morning, and you say, who's this? Who are you? And they're saying the same, who are you? We need to pray through. Allow God to give us hope. Prayer works when relationships don't because it connects us to the heart of Jesus. Look at what the early disciples did in verse 42 and 43. It says this, they devoted themselves to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. They were devoted to prayer, not to criticism, not to judgment. They were devoted to prayer. Why? Because when we operate in our own humanity in relationships, what happens is our relationships fall apart. Sometimes we need to pray before we talk. We need to pause and decide, do I really need to say this? And your inner flesh is going to say, say it, say it, say it. She needs to hear it. He needs to hear it. Just say it. We need to pray and ask God to guard our mouth. Because once we say it, we can't take it back. Don't say something that undermines the work and the healing work that God is doing in your relationship. Our job is to pray. And it's God's job to answer prayers. I've seen time and again that God cannot answer unprayed prayers. I'll say that again. Listen to this. God cannot answer unprayed prayers. 
Sometimes we're saying, God, I'm struggling. I'm having a difficulty. And he's saying, I'm just waiting for you to pray and ask me for your help. It's like the little kid that, that tries to lift something heavy and then you as a parent go over to try to help him out. And they say, no, 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 I got this. And you're like, okay, <laughs> all right, try it out. And they're struggling. They're trying to lift it. And then finally they say, dad, mom, help me. And so you step in and you're able to lift it. God is working in the same way. He's waiting for us to pray and ask him for help. Because here's a newsflash. God is stronger and smarter than all of us combined. And all we have to do is ask. We just have to pray and ask him to help us. Young lady, young guy, I know you want to be married. Pray for your future spouse. And pray that God would prepare you for your future spouse. That you'd get your life aligned because I'm here to tell you, if your life ain't right, God's not going to bring her into your life. If your life ain't right, he isn't going to bring that guy into your life. Because that young lady or that young man that God has planned for you is his son or daughter. And he's not going to bring them into a mess. We need to be willing to allow God to align our life. He knows what we need. Here's the secret. Pray for the relationship miracle you need. If you need a relationship miracle, pray that God would provide you with the necessary relationship miracle. I was talking to a gentleman this week. He's a business owner. Very successful. He had a couple employees quit. And he needed three employees. So for two months, he put out advertisements online and on the marquee and he talked to his employees and said hey i'm willing to give you an incentive if you can find us three employees he's waking up and opening the business and he's closing the business he's pulling double duty this week after the business closed he was walking the property and said god this business belongs to you and i've tried everything I've done absolutely everything I can to get employees, but I can't do it. I need you to provide the employees. And anyways, this business belongs to you and not to me. The very next day, three employees walk in and he hires them on the spot. And today his business is fully staffed. In fact, he told me that he has one more person that he's hired. His business is fully staffed and he has someone else who can cover when people can't make it. God is the one who can provide the miracle that you need in your business and in your life. And all we have to do is just pray and ask him and say, God, I can't do this, but you can. I also received an email recently from a lady that's in the church. She and her husband have been, have been married for decades. And over the past seven years, they've had a lot of difficulty. They've been separated at times. They've had difficulty in their marriage. They've lived as roommates. This lady's been praying faithfully for her husband. And everyone in her life was saying, just divorce him. And she believed in her heart that God was intending for her to fight through and to pray for her husband. In this email I received from her, she said, thank you, Pastor John, for praying for me. Today, my husband is willing to go to counseling. He's willing to, to re-engage in our marriage. He's willing to recommit. And we're on the road to recovery. We're moving forward. And it's because prayer works. She said, Pastor, prayer works. And I just want to reassure you, if you're in a place where you're stuck in your relationship, God can provide the miracle you need. All we need to do is surrender and ask him to help us. And I promise you, he'll do all that he can 
to bring healing and restoration to broken relationships and broken hearts. He knows the relationship miracle you need today. At the end of our time, I'm going to be praying that God would provide the relationship miracle that you need. The third way, the third way we can find a better life through friendships is to commit to connecting. Say commit. Commit to connecting. Many of us are committed to certain things, but we're not committed to connecting. God's inviting us to lean into connection, to say yes to relationships with other believers. Many of us are hesitant. We walk in with guarded heart. I know your heart is guarded, but I truly believe that this is the safest place in San Antonio where God's gonna guard your heart and he's gonna provide people in your life. But it requires us to be devoted to connection. Look at what it says in verse 42. They devoted themselves to fellowship, which is Jesus-centered relationships, and even to the breaking of bread. They understood the power of barbacoa and big red and tacos and a Mexican Coke. They knew that food and fun build solid friendships. And that's what they did. But they were committed to one another. And they just believed that God would bring them together. And that they could be friends who become family. And that's really the focus here at Westover. We want to be family to you. Queremos ser familia a ustedes. We want to be family to you because that's what God calls us. He calls us a family. Many of you are walking in and you don't know how to connect. Well, I'm glad you're asking about how to connect. I have one simple thought. Just say hi. Every friendship starts with a conversation. Just say hi, my name is, what's your name? Connection is simple. It starts with a hi. It's a willingness to have a conversation. I want to invite you right now to decide to commit to connect with someone else, another believer. I know you're hungry for it, and God is yearning to speak to you and say, allow me to change your thinking so that I can change your future. Rebrand your thinking about connection. Be willing to say yes. And so here's what I want to do. I want to pray not only for the relationship miracle you need, but also that God would reassure your heart that he through his Holy Spirit would tell you that you're safe here. So let's bow our heads and let's pray together. God, we come to you in this moment. We thank you about how you're reframing our thinking. You wanna give us a new future. But the way we do that is not only through connecting to you, but also connecting to other believers. We need connection, God. We need relationships. We need people who can encourage us and motivate us and cheer us on. I pray, Lord, that you would reassure people's hearts that they can connect here and that they're safe. Allow them to lower their guard for just a moment and be open to the connection that you're creating for them. And for those who are here that need a relationship miracle, I pray that you would give them the relationship miracle that they need today. Reassure them that you have their situation in hand. And Lord, as they entrust that to you, that you're gonna make the miracle happen that they need. Bless your people today. Give them your supernatural peace. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. 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 Give you a so good.